0: and welcome to MacBytes episode 76. I'm Elaine Giles and I'm here with my co-host Mike Thomas. In this episode, a fishy tale, secret documents and a somewhat serious MacBytes Siri. But first, to catch up with all the doings at MacBytes headquarters. Well, episode 75 was a few um, weeks ago now, but when it arrived, it caught a certain MacBiter somewhat unawares, didn't it Minster? Yes, in a tweet to Big In VA and MacByte's Siri explaining why he hadn't listened to the show. I've only got GPRS signal in a in the caravan, and episode seventy five is ready to download. Gutted on an epic scale. Moral of the story never leave your tech unattended. You never know when a MacBites will appear to tantalise you. And we also heard from Alistair Jenks with an update to his quest for the perfect document management tool. When we last left him, he decided Devonthink was too much for his needs. But not to be deterred, at my suggestion, his next move was to try an application called DocWallet. It was a Mac app that promised to meet at least
1: some of his requirements. And here's how he got on. I shall hand over to Mike now. Thank you. He said, Hi, Elaine and Mike. I finally got around to actually installing Doc Wallet on my Mac today to see whether I could use it, even if it's not the ultimate solution. The software is definitely aiming at the same problem I have, but I found it falls down in a few very important areas. The syncing model. You have to rely on the, the German post office's servers. I wondered about that, <laughs> but he's quite right. <laughs> <Yes>. Deutsche Post. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up who doesn't want to rely on a government funded government funding to continue. I far prefer 1Password's model of allowing the use of multiple backend services who do not have an interest in the nature of the data. There is no other way to move documents between devices. Actually, my preferred method of syncing would be over Wi-Fi, so my data does not need to exist anywhere outside my, de- my devices. There is no search function; it does allow nested folders so I could carefully sort my documents, but sorting went out of vogue with me many years ago. Search is how I roll these days now I could agree with him on that um, if you know if I look at things like and I'm not going to labor the point, but SharePoint, where I work is a typical example of where we tell people or we recommend to people that they don't use folders, but they rely on tags and um, and search instead. And how many of them actually listen to you? Uh, judging by the issue from last week from somebody, not many. No, I think people find comfort in folders they or they do. think
0: they do. It's at the point that they're filing it, they find that comfortable. Exactly. But then when they
1: come to retrieve it, they wish they'd done it your way. Mm. Outlook's another issue, another not issue, but example or any um, mail management tool. I
0: find um, Google Docs the same way, Google Drive as it is now. I used to organise it with tags and folders and stuff and it was fine. And then when they did some some update, now it's not fine and it's returning all sorts of things. So I now
1: just search. So I agree with Alistair. Search Mm. is the way forward. It is. So third issue... There is no iPhone app. iPad, yes. iPhone, no. Game over, I'm afraid. When I'm out and about and need urgent access to information, my iPhone is guaranteed to be on my person. My iPad is highly unlikely to be with me unless I'm in the office. And that's a a good point. Point I agree with him on that. I do.
0: I do find that I use Goodreader way more Mm. on on the iPad though. I have the phone version and I've got a few documents in it, but it just makes more sense to consume it on the iPad. But for the type of documents and the type of access he's talking about, absolutely essential, I'd have
1: thought. Definitely. Thanks for bringing this to my attention, but unfortunately it does not solve my problem. I considered leaving my documents in the Mac version for now, so at least they're secure in the single location I have them. But then I realised an encrypted disk image is just as effective. It might be time to buy a copy of Knox. And hey, I just realised I'll have Spotlight then. Alistair.
0: Oh, deterred? Me? Never. Another approach. Yes, what I then found, I don't think it's going to suit Alistair completely, but it was a genre of app I wasn't personally aware existed. And when I got it, it was free. It was one of these things that was free for a couple of days. I found it out about it and I thought, well, I'll download it and have a look at it. Um, it is a document management app, but of a secret kind. What it is, it's called Private Calculator. And it's an app that you can put on your phone and your iPad. And the icon just has the word calculator underneath it. The icon looks like a calculator. And when you tap the icon, you go into a calculator. And to all intents and purposes, it is just a calculator. But the first time you run it, it prompts you for a secret code. So a a number, preferably a long number. And when you give it that number, you then have access to a secret hidden storage area for files. I thought that was so cool. So I had to try it. So I went through the rigmarole the first time, put in a long number. It does have to be numeric. So it's, it's not completely secure in any kind of way. It's more security by obscurity that people wouldn't know that it was anything other than a calculator unless they were familiar with the app. So having put my passcode in, I could then connect to it. Um, So I would use a browser on my Mac devices on the same local network. Type in the URL that's displayed on the device and I've got access to transfer files. So I transfer my files and then they appear on my iPad or my iPhone. When I then tap an option, I go back to the calculator view. And the only way that I can then get to these documents is to type in my secret passcode. And when I do that, the calculator flips over and my documents are revealed. But this is the good part. If you were to lend your device to somebody and they think, oh, a calculator, and they go into it, the calculator actually works. So to all intents and purposes, it could be your calculator app as well. It just has this hidden feature that you can have some documents within it. So if what you wanted wasn't the ultimate solution that Alistair's looking for, but it's just a way to have some sort of really secret hidden documents, then I I like that. I wouldn't put um, ultra secret documents in it. But just as I'm saying, security by obscurity, it's a very good opportunity to do that. Uh, It was free when I got it. Uh, now, the one I've got, which is private calculator, I'll put a link in the show notes, is £1.49. But when I went looking for it, because for the life of me, remember what it was actually called, and I put in calculator hidden files, there is a whole genre of these things. There's hundreds of them. So I then started getting excited looking at all of them, but I've stuck with that one for the moment. So uh, that's another way to, to look at it if it's only a handful of documents. Uh, it does seem capable of taking you know, a good few documents. Obviously, you would have have to use a very long number and uh, hopefully that no one would put that into your calculator and find it. So not a hundred percent secure, but secure enough for the odd document. You had a look at that one? No, I haven't. Oh, keeping
1: toys from you again. Yeah, it's rather cool.
0: It's it's a nice thing to have, you know, for, for stuff that you just maybe, you know, pictures of the kids or whatever that you don't particularly want everybody looking at. So I quite like that one, like that one a lot. So on to demises. No show for a few weeks, and we've got the usual litany of apps and services that have sunsetted.
1: Dun dun Thank dun, you. dun 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 dun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll save me editing. That'll do. That'll do. I'll live with that. Um, surprise announcement uh, during our break. To me, was bento. I thought better of them I think I think that's what I'm looking for I thought better of them is that a big deal for you or
1: not no I don't use it never used it um don't have any home or personal based requirements for a database to be honest plenty of databases at work for which I use access or um other microsoft apps but uh for home use no
0: I don't think I, I... I do use Bento. I have used it before. I've used it since version one. I was very annoyed with Bento when they released version two and it was in within about eight to nine months. And I remember talking about it on a MacBytes and saying, you know, virtually full price, you know, there was either a very tiny discount or no discount at all. And I thought that was ridiculous. But once you've got data in the thing and it stops working on the operating system, you know, you've got to update. Uh, and I did use it. I probably only had like one or two databases in it, but they were pretty important to me. So mm, I did find it It wasn't that where it fell down for me was the fact I had to synchronise the data all over the place. Um, whereas with Evernote, you know, if you had your data in Evernote and I know Evernote is not a proper database, but if you could do something with it that you could put the data in it, you wanted to put in Bento, then, you know, the synchronisation is just automatically there. Whereas with Bento, didn't feel it was, but it had such a nice front end. I'm surprised they didn't didn't do better with it, to be honest, if they've got rid of it because of that, then I'm pretty surprised. But of course, you know what I'm hoping, don't you?
1: They put it in iWork.
0: Yes, because I've got this whole thing going on that FileMaker own it and Apple own FileMaker. And therefore, if they get rid of Bento, then when I work, mm, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever, when it comes out, it'll, it'll be in there. Mm. Yes, it's not going to be, is it? Mm, i'm going no. to be i'm going to be back on the beta blockers yes mm. oh well that was that was my plan anyway so never mind uh, another one that that annoyed me which again we've talked about on MacBytes because it was fabulous was a, a small app called timer utility and um it i did talk about it it's the one it was the best one i'd ever found because it did everything it had um a countdown timer. It had a count up timer. It had uh, stopwatch stuff. It was great. The pro version also had sort of built in project management as well, so time time tracking within projects. I really liked it, uh, and it's gone. You know, it's no longer supported, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is fine, apart from the fact that it was available via the app store, and it's gone from the app store, which annoys me. That's a really major annoyance because there's no mechanism once it's gone from the store for reinstalling without being savvy enough to make your own backups. And it's easily done to forget one. So I'm still looking for an alternative, really, because, you know, I've been here before and there are, of course, thousands of timers, but some of them are so quirky. You know, the interfaces are terrible. And it's the kind of app that beginner developers put out, because it's it's easy-ish to make a timer, and they do. And they're very personal to what they want, whereas this one sort of had a wide approach to it. So I'm quite sad that that one's gone. I really did like that one. I'm still using it, but I know once it's gone, it's a bit like... um, Do you remember, remember those apps we used, Visual Hub, Audio Hub? I
1: remember those, yeah.
0: I clung on for years, but in mm. the end, I had to admit <laughs> that they, they were going to go. So I'm in the actively looking for an alternative stage. So if any Mac biters use any timer apps, send them my way. I am in the market for them. The most surprising one to me was Google Buzz. Remember that?
1: I remember it. I, I think I signed up for it. You no, know, I only never... vaguely
0: remember that.
1: I never really found out what it was. There were people comparing it to Wave. Dara I mention Wave? You still haven't got over that. No, I've not know? got
0: over Wave. Please no. don't mention it. You'll have me crying on the show. Mm, Buzz was... I don't actually know what the heck it was supposed to be, but whatever. What, what surprised me was, I thought it'd gone years ago. I thought it'd all been subsumed into Google+. But I got an email telling me that my Google Buzz data what data, who knew, I didn't know I had any data on there, Uh, would be added to Google Drive as the service terminated in July, two years after they said it was going to wait for it, sunset. Now, why they keep sending me emails about it two years later, I'm not quite sure. But apparently I've now got access to my Google Buzz data via Drive, should, of course, I ever be able to find it. Strange that they keep doing that, but they did. So that was the odd one. And then there was the one that really, really, really annoyed me, didn't it? Yes. Air Blue. Mm, annoying. Because it was an app again that I bought. It was Photo Forge, And um, the developer, Ghostbird, got bought up by Yahoo. Very, very annoyed. Um, I had had photo forge one. I'd also bought PhotoForge forge two and it was my favorite. It was the one that, you know, obviously again, there are thousands of these apps, but this one just, I, I really took to this one. I liked the effects that it had in it. I liked the way it worked to me. It was just the perfect one that I would always turn to. And, um, again, not just, okay, we're not supporting it anymore, but now it's not available in the app store. So unless you've got your own backups of it, and even if you have, they're probably in iTunes so somewhere on another machine. If you're out, and you want to install it, you're out of luck. I don't like that keep happening because somebody could have bought that the day before.
1: I really like PhotoForge as well. Didn't you do a webinar on it?
0: I think I mentioned it and recommended it on a webinar.
1: Yeah. Mm, I'm hoping it was long enough before its demise that somebody (laughs) got some use out of it. I remember following along on the webinar and actually editing a photograph in it and uploading it to somewhere and uh, putting the link in the webinar chat.
0: Do you know, that was only May and and they terminated it in June. Was it?
1: Mm. Lucky.
0: lucky Well, not really. Not if you bought it. My (laughs) humble apologies. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, I, I take photos with, with, them, with my phone of the dock and then play around with them in Photo Forge. I, I really like it. It's like well, you, it's Hang on favorite. to the
0: file, because if you lose it, you're going to be out of luck. Yeah. And of course, once we, we move to new operating systems, your iOS 7, it's not, it, it may work. At some point, it's going to stop working, obviously. But it may work at that point. But you know what's going to happen? It's not going to match the rest of the OS. True. So you will automatically drift away to something else. I do wish these big companies would stop buying stuff that I use and then not do anything useful with it. I wouldn't mind if they took it and made it better and you know poured money into it. But no, they just disappear into the ether. So I'm filing that under more annoyed. There was another one, wasn't there, from Ghostbird?
1: Did you mention that? Uh, Kit Cam. No, yeah. I didn't use that. You use that? I didn't use that. No, it's just when we found Photo Forged had gone, it mentioned Kit Cam as well. Well,
0: well, that's because the developer's yeah. been bought. So yeah. both of them had
1: gone. Yeah, it's good no, job they didn't I make use, anything else. I use, what do I use? Camera Plus, I think.
0: I tend to stick to the built-in camera, I must admit. Although I do have Camera Plus on there too. Yeah. Well so I stick to the built-in camera.
1: I'm like you, I stick to the built-in camera, but camera plus is there. And isn't there another one called Camera Bag? Is that a similar thing?
0: I, I think it is, but again, there's so many of them that for me PhotoForge just sort of floated to the top with all the features in it, all the right all the right buttons in all the right places for me. So yes, I'm gonna to have to go back and look at all the others. And I I suppose you should really do that because you know, you pick one, you stick with it, then you go back and you look at the others and think actually these have really moved on like when uh Photoshop added stuff to Photoshop Touch really improved it so it's probably a good idea to go back and have a look but I, I i still reserve the right
1: to be rather annoyed with them yep totally agree with you on that one it's uh but that's that's the way software development is isn't it
0: it shouldn't be <laughs> mm, they should have some integrity yes instead of running off with my money anyway yes something else that didn't exactly die but its name did skydrive I still use SkyDrive. I use SkyDrive. SkyDrive's fabulous. Actually, Sinks. More on that <laughs> later. Yes, I do. I do love SkyDrive. I didn't initially. Hold hands up. But it has had a long and checkered history with names. It was Live Drive. It was oh, it was all sorts. Windows also. Live. Windows Live Drive. Oh, a million names. When they settled on SkyDrive, I thought they'd actually got it right. You know, it did what it said on the tin, and. It was a good brand to push. So it made sense that it was SkyDrive. Um, For me, it still wasn't anywhere near anything as good as Dropbox. So I did have some space on it, but I didn't really bother with it. Then they gave me some free space with it, a lot from memory, something like 20 gig. And I had another look at it and I thought, yeah, not bad, not bad. Could use it. But I felt it still wasn't as ubiquitous as Dropbox and it never likely is going to be, to be honest. But once I got Office 365, oh, the integration's amazing. So I can save a file in my VM from, say, PowerPoint in Windows and then open PowerPoint on the Mac and the same file is there and I just open it up and it's brilliant. You can also get to, of course, via the browser and the fact that you can just drag and drop files, uh, Safari supported uh, certainly and Chrome Literally, the drag and drop is just seamless. It's like having a finder window. So I did start using it, particularly for training data, because most of the stuff that if I'm training something would be on the office side of things anyway. So I love SkyDrive. I think it's a great service and it's improved and improved and improved. So I can imagine Microsoft was somewhat upset. And in fact, so upset, Steve Ballmer, he quit. So yeah, very upset, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Steve Ballmer. You
1: know what I'm thinking, don't you? Developers. 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 Indeed.
0: Oh, that was
1: the best video ever. <laughs> developers, 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 developers,
0: I remember playing that to some poor unsuspecting trainers at one of our local meetings and they thought it was a joke. Mm. They didn't believe it was actually him. But no, it really was him. So um, he's going, who do you think could take that job on? No idea. I've got an idea. You probably. Oh, well, obviously I could fit it in, in my spare time. Yes. Tuesday afternoon, couple of hours, that should sort it. Go on. Uh, no, that wasn't who I was thinking. Go on. I was thinking, you know, well, we don't really need Microsoft doing any, any good, do we? Brow it. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe he's got a job. <laughs> no, no idea who was, was foolish enough to give him a job. But if he's looking for one. Who's he, who's he, tra-
1: who's he digging into the ground now? I've no idea. I can't
0: remember. But not to worry. As long as he's left Apple. Oh that was a good day, wasn't it? No, I don't I don't see Microsoft taking him on. I wonder if they'll headhunt somebody.
1: Hmm
0: You? Yeah, well obviously me, <laughs> yes, but yeah Second choice. Maybe Tim? What do you think?
1: Tim. Oh, Tim Cook. Oh good great. Apple
0: Podcast You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You expect me to cut that out, don't you? No. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. No, I said it deliberately. <laughs> Not got much time for an edit this week. Could be a little bit rougher on the edges, people, but never mind. So, yes, yeah, SkyDrive's going to be called something else. I'm going to open a book on it. I think they'll make it. I, I'm going out on a limb here. Microsoft Drive. Mm, no. Oh, I don't know. I don't know because nobody could take that off them. Right. Now, obviously, I haven't mentioned the reason why SkyDrive's gone. Mm. That was Rupert Murdoch. I cancelled my Sky account, you know.
1: Because not because he... of
0: this no no cancelled it no because he was fleecing me good grief you've seen the price of it yeah. no i cancelled it they keep offering me it now at half price but uh, i'm not i'm not being tempted back no it was because there was a confusion apparently between um b sky b and microsoft can't see it myself but that was why anyway those were just uh, a few little few highlights there of
1: um what's what's died while we've been away but on a personal level we've also had some sadness haven't we We have my laptop died, my 17-inch laptop. Um, Turned it on one day, and it made a whirring noise, and it's just sort of, it's like a motor that starts up and then just goes to nothing. Mm. And I had to press the on-off button about the power button about half a dozen times, and eventually it booted up, and it was fine for the rest of the day when I shut it down. Um, next day, booted it up. Same problem. It's now totally dead. Uh, press the power button and nothing happens at all.
0: So that's sad because you can't really replace that unless you can find old one in refurb. Mm. No. I don't think you'd go for a 17-inch laptop again, though. I don't think I would. I've no. seen you lusting after my 11-inch MacBook Air. Yes. So I, I see you seeing this as an opportunity for a mm. sideways move myself. Yes. So not totally gutted then. Please note I didn't kill it on purpose. No. Mm. my 17-inch laptop 2006 is sadly still going strong. Mm. I say sadly because that means I can't <laughs> change it for something else. But yes, never mind. Mike sad his is dead. I'm sad mine's still going. Can't please some people, can you? Anyway, talking of um, dead, my iPod Touch. Yes, the battery died. And then so did the Touch. I haven't even had a chance to deal with it yet. But what happened was, I, I said to you, didn't I, the battery's going down alarmingly quickly mm. on this today. Um, so I, I left it alone. When I got back to the office, I thought, well, I'll plug it in and recharge it. And it was actually completely dead for the first time. I plugged it in and no, it's not having it. So two weeks later, it's not having it. I'm going to have to deal with that.
1: Yeah, we could book a double appointment at the Genius Bar, not the Trafford Centre, obviously. Obviously, as in Force. Mm.
0: Ah, but you see, mine's under AppleCare and yours isn't. Very true. It would probably cost you more than a MacBook Air to have yours fixed.
1: Definitely. Mm. We'd have to yeah, do a my touch right. so I can get MacBook a new Air, one. Okay, here we come. <laughs> um, that wasn't your only hardware disaster, though, was it? No.
0: Oh, no. No. Now, this one, well, are we calling this tech or not? Yes. It's not Apple tech. It is tech, though. It's tech? Yes. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be manual. It's tech. And it does impact my tech. If my tech's on my passenger seat, it definitely impacts it. Yes, my car window. Wound down perfectly. That was when the trouble started. Obstinately refused to wind up. Needless to say, of course, this coincided with the rough end of a British summer and the usual monsoons associated with it. So what was wrong with a manual window winder? If you're going to make these things electric, why not put a handle on it anyway? Because you know at some point it's going to break. Electrics on cars, nightmare. Do you remember that Renault of yours? I do. Now this that one was just nasty. <laughs> that one you know you get to your car and it's cold and the door's frozen and you can't get in. And you're cursing and swearing and going for hot water and all of that business. You know, if you've got if you've got the old sig lighter, you're trying to warm the key up, you're there, aren't you, Mike? Definitely. This Renault was worse than that. The door, no matter how cold it was, always opened perfectly. Now you're thinking, well, that's a good thing. Yes, but it was just lulling you into a sense of false security because then it wouldn't shut. Now, I remember an emergency dash we took for cold and flu supplies where the chemist was just about to shut, wasn't it? So we sitting there waiting for it to thaw out wasn't an option. So I sat in the back seat with my arms wrapped around the uh, stanchion through the open window, holding it closed. That was a great trip, wasn't it? Yes. Again, all the electrics though, wasn't it? Mm. So, uh, yes, well, luckily I used the best garage on the planet. And despite Volkswagen failing twice to provide the correct part before deciding they didn't actually know what part to send, my mechanic Craig managed to restore some sanity and hack a solution together. Now the window winds up, but not down. Can't have everything in this world, though, can you? No. If this was my Mac, I'd be climbing the walls. Why don't you tell the listeners about my fingers? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking it was your fault. You Easy, I can get this round to be your fault. Well, you don't travel in my car that often, do you? No. No. And I can't remember where we were going or what we were doing. It's been that kind of chaos here lately. But I do remember you getting out of the car and you said you were going to shut the door. And me, trying to get in the house in a hurry, I'd been parted from my tech obviously, I was in a rush, wound the window up.
1: How was I to know your fingers were still there? You should have looked. Uh, You see, this is where a manual winder, you would have had no problem because you'd have... You'd have been doing it yourself. Yes.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't have been parted through any accident that might happen. Apparently, at that point, my winder was working perfectly because you squealed like a girl. Yeah, yes, don't I know it. Sorry about Still that. Still got the scars. <clears throat> right. Sorry about that. Shall we move uh, on? Oh, we must do because this, this is the biggie. This is the biggie, people. The most catastrophic demise of all. Wait for it. Wait
1: for it. Wait for it.
0: Wait for it. Fish and tips. It can't be true, but sadly, it is.
1: Fish and tips is no more. (laughs) As I drove past it last week, I noticed that the sign had gone from the window and a quick check of their Facebook page confirmed it.
0: I can't imagine
1: why a verjazzling and feet nibbling
0: parlour situated right opposite the magistrate's court failed to catch the imagination myself. Lack like a passing trade, I guess. Well, most of the passing trades either on the way to strange ways or the Costadel crime, I'd imagine. And what's worse, I know you're thinking you're crying, aren't you? What's worse, is that said fish and tips is now a princess parlor,
1: complete with mother and daughter bonding sessions.
0: What exactly is a princess
1: parlor? What exactly is a mother and daughter bonding session?
0: I'm dreading (laughs) to think. In fact, given its situation, I can't see that getting much passing trade either.
1: So your mum's not up for it then?
0: I don't need to be swathed in pink bows and a tutu to bond with my mother, thank you very much. So, sadly for Fish and Tips and for us who have had many happy hours of banter involving their services, it's a case of so long And thanks for all the
1: fish. You do realise there's uh, MacBiters out there who are now on medication after seeing the uh, title of the show.
0: As if we would do that to them. (laughs) Really, they should know better. We're we're erratic, but good. I said erratic. (laughs) Anyway, big news this week is the Apple event. Or, as I'm over-optimistically calling it, the iWork event.
1: Dream on, dude.
0: No, I'm telling you, my time has come. I have waited, how long is it now? Four years? Five years?
1: Something like that.
0: Five years in January, good grief. Oh, you don't get that for murder these days. W- which there will be if I don't get new eye work, incidentally. Um, I made a somewhat rash promise to Minster that there'd be a show every day for a week should Apple deem to release eye work to me. And I'm thinking for this event with lots of potential. Eye work, the Champagne Charlie iPhone iMac, Mac Pro, Mavericks, iOS 7, Apple TV, the much-rumored iWatch. Would you buy an iWatch? I'ven't worn a watch for years, so no. No, I haven't. But I'm thinking differently. I'm thinking, yeah, you know, Apple think differently, so I'm thinking differently. Apple wouldn't release just a watch, would they? No, Apple would would design something. So I'm thinking, alarmingly beautiful. And truly personal device. Now, taking security seriously, this isn't something you want to have on your wrist, is it? No. Somebody might nick it. So what I've thought is complete security, handy when you need to have it, and safe and secure, will be the most beautiful device fashioned into a nipple ring. Ah, the ITIT. Yeah, well, I t- yeah, that would be the ITIT. Mm. Mmm. Mmm. Fish and tips went too early, you know. They could have had a profitable
1: sideline installing those. I can just see the video for that. So can I. With Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And this eye tit is the thinnest eye tit we've ever made.
0: (laughs) Please, please don't go on. There's
1: people choking on their meals. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay, okay. Seriously, yeah. What do you want out of the event? I
0: work. (laughs) Oh, uh, um, and an end to the agony that I call the curse of the iCloud. Have you experienced that?
1: Uh, No, because I don't use it.
0: Uh, Wise boy. (laughs) It's just not reliable enough. It really isn't. I do love the idea. I mean, I know iCloud's not supposed to be Dropbox. You know, the way Dropbox works, the features with it. I know it's supposed to be completely transparent. But it's just not reliable enough. Two examples here. The implementation is just far too weak. I I do like the fact you wouldn't have to log in and the idea that it's just there. And if it just worked, it'd be fine. I remember saying on the show, I I used a journaling system called Day One. And I was really happy with it. It was fantastic because when I, I... install the app, it said, do you want to use iCloud? And I thought, why not? (laughs) I was naive back in those days. So I said, yes, use iCloud. It didn't even ask me to log in or anything. It just started using it and it just worked. And it was brilliant. But, and it's a year on, and what was happening to me was that I was entering days on one device and they weren't being saved back to iCloud. And therefore, those days weren't on the other devices. Now, most of the time I use one device and then I probably move to another device and then I start adding stuff on that device. But I always check that what was on the device I was using is now on this device, which is just as well because it wasn't. Um, So what I started to do, I thought, right, first thing to do, reboot it. And sometimes that kick-started it, but sometimes it didn't. And in the end... It was a case of I wasn't going to be able to use the app anymore. It was that bad. And I wasn't using the app and a journaling system you don't use is a complete waste of time. So I thought I'm going to have to transfer it to Dropbox. And that wasn't the easiest process, to be honest. I didn't lose any data. But then obviously I was backed up to the Hilton beyond, but iCloud, when you when you you go into the app and you say, I'm using iCloud, iCloud's all set up, there's this option, okay, I want to go use Dropbox instead. And it insisted on connecting to iCloud to disconnect. Well, obviously, when, when the problem is that you can't connect to iCloud, then you're not going to be able to connect to disconnect, are you?
1: No. So
0: on two devices, I had it on about seven different devices. You know, I got it on a couple of Macs, uh, all my iPads, all my iPhones. On at least a couple of devices... On, on about five of them, five out of seven, it wasn't too bad. It took a long time. It, it did take about sometimes 15, 20 minutes to connect and then disconnect, do the disconnect from iCloud. But on two devices, it completely failed. And I had to uninstall the application and start again. And obviously, to be able to do that, you must be absolutely 100% sure you've got your data somewhere else. So that was a complete disaster. Now I've got it on Dropbox. It's working perfectly absolutely perfectly. So uh, just an iCloud disaster, that one. The second one mm, I thought was even worse because at least with that first one, Apple can say, well, it's somebody else's app. So, you know, you've got the one developer who's developing the app and Apple are developing the sync platform. But I had another problem this week. I'm attempting to work mobile, which usually ends in tears. I do like my home comforts. And my kit. So uh, I'm working on my MacBook Air, obviously squinting 11 inch screen when I'm usually used to 227 27 inch monitors, but that's a whole different story. And um, what I'd done was on my main Mac, I knew I was going to have the need to work mobile, and I'd got some very important files that I needed to have access to. So I did the old click on the name at the top and say, uh, I think the option is move to iCloud. So I moved these documents to iCloud. And then luckily, I was able to work on my usual Mac for about a week. Then I had to transfer and work mobile, which is stressful enough to start with. So About three days into this working mobile, I had to access one of these files. So fair enough, uh, it was a numbers file, opened up numbers, told it it was in iCloud, went and looked at the list of files, and there was my file. And I opened it up, and all the data was a week old. So I had no access to anything that was added to this thing uh, beyond the point it was added to iCloud. And I thought, what? And I knew it wasn't the MacBook Air because I, I did actually turn that off and reboot it. So I thought, well, the next step would be to reboot the machine the, that I know has the, a, a, an up-to-date copy on it. But when I say an up-to-date copy on it, it obviously is living in the iCloud folder hidden deep in the system that should be synced automatically. And it's just not syncing. Now, I was in a position that I could remote in to my main Mac and reboot it. So I waited sort of 20 minutes and then went back to it again. The Mac had rebooted. The files were all there. Went back to my MacBook Air. Still a week old. I can't work like that. So uh, I work Document Sync. It just doesn't. Unless it's me, of course. But I know Minster had problems. And I'm sure about three other people have said they have had problems too. Now, I'm guessing you haven't. And I'm guessing, (laughs) wild guess here, you don't use it.
1: You're quite right
0: there. Yeah, so it's working well for you, then. Mm. This is the trick. Don't use it. These two Macs were even on the same network, so it was ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. So I'd like to see a huge improvement to iCloud, but it is getting to the point. It's been there long enough that I just can't trust it. So Google Docs it is, then. Ugh. You like Google Docs?
1: I tolerate Google Docs.
0: That's, that's the word I would use. I tolerate it. I appreciate the um, we use it for the show notes. And the only reason we use it is that we can both edit it at the same time and instantly see what each other's doing. But other than that, I really don't like it. It's so quirky. My biggest issue is copy and paste. It just does its own thing, stripping formatting. And it hates typeinator and type, uh, text expander absolutely hates them so i can put all sorts of stuff in there and it does expand them but it loses all the formatting so everything takes 10 times longer um in fact it used to work better it it had some kind of extension similar to google gears and i can't for the life of me remember what it was called but it did work better and now it doesn't now you found something didn't you
1: I found something that talks about in certain browsers, such as IE, Opera and Chrome, when I copy and paste text from one Gmail message to another, the pasted text does not keep the proper formatting. Someone else says they have the same issue, but there's actually no answer to it.
0: No, that's what I've found. There's no answer to it at all. There is something called the web clipboard as well under the edit menu. Yeah. So if you're in a Google Doc, you, you have paste, you cut know, copy, paste, and you also have this web clipboard thing. Um, I hadn't used that, but when I read up on it, what it was was to provide sequential copying and pasting, which I'm not interested in because I've got Alfred. So Alfred's doing that. It's just that Google Docs is doing its own thing with the formatting. So Google Docs isn't really a full replacement for me because the files I'm working on in numbers, the reason they're in numbers in the first place is that Excel is absolutely shocking when it comes to layout of a spreadsheet. Now, numbers might not be as powerful. It it certainly starts to struggle when there's a lot of data more than Excel does. But the layout options are fantastic. So I'm stuck now. I'm all right as long as I work on the machine I really, really want to work on. But it's not
1: good, is it? It's not. Um, I think Room for Improvement could do better, would uh, sum it up nicely.
0: Mm, pile of... No, oh, never mind. <laughs> yes, anyway. So something. let's move on to something that's fabulous and works perfectly. And it's quite, quite cheap as well. So on to the app review. Yes, I'm really, really enjoying an app called Scapple. It arrived new this year in April from the makers of Scrivener. And the word scapel apparently means to work or shape roughly without smoothing to a finish. And I think it's a really brilliant name because that's what it is. It's not for sort of polished completion. It's for kind of working your thoughts out. So scapel takes a spatial approach and allows you to create non-hierarchical text notes. So you can literally dot text all about a large canvas. And then you can connect each element of text with connecting lines. And that canvas then expands in whatever way you need it to as you start adding more and more. So if you literally think about a napkin, then you've got the right idea. The closest analogy in software is probably a mind mapping app. But the difference here is that scapel diagrams are much more free-flowing, text type of diagrams. You're not forced to choose between connected and freeform text. You can have as many separately connected collections as you like. So if you're working on sort of the pros and cons of something, if you think of a mind map, you'd probably have like the item in the middle and then the pros on one side, the cons on another. What you could do with this is group all the pros together, group all the cons together, and then carry on with other blocks of information if you want to. So it really is the nearest thing I've ever seen to to the proverbial back of a napkin or virtual paper. You can add notes and you can also insert graphics and create links where you need them. There's a background shape collection as well. And uh, the shapes can be magnetic or non-magnetic. What is there as a time saver is uh, saved styles. Now, I would love to be able to apply those styles from some sort of panel Um, They're available from a menu option and it's a bit repetitive to go back and choose them. So what I'm doing is I'm using Keyboard Maestro to generate some shortcut keys for frequently used styles. And that's working very well. So I can uh, change the background colours. You can put patterns on the background as well. So. By integrating it with Keyboard Maestro, which I do use a lot and I I supplement a lot of applications with it, then you can extend it further as well. Now, if you buy it, don't expect the polish of Scrivener nor the depth of features. Um, But to be honest, its simplicity is its strength. And it's certainly got uses because it has um, export features. It can export as OPML, which a lot of applications can import. I think Excel imports that, doesn't it? Not sure. I'm going to let you go and check that. Um, Omni Outliner certainly imports it. So if you want to rough things out before you start on something in Omni Outliner, visually, it's a good way to go because you can take all the information and then take it into an app like Omni Outliner. Um, And you can also just copy and paste as a list into other applications. So if you wanted to just paste it into a note, you could do that. Now, because it comes from the people who make Scrivener, it's got great integration with Scrivener. You can drag and drop a Scapple file into the Scrivener binder and you get a full preview of the diagram. And there is an option to send the file back to Scapple to edit it. Now, the only problem with that is that it does generate a separate file from the original. And in my case, I lost the name. So I was using it uh, earlier, not long after it came out. So really the first file I was creating with, it, I think it was around May time, I was creating a file and I had this thing called podcasting and learning. And then when I took it into the file, and I took it out again. It changed the name of it to five. Which didn't help much. It didn't tag anything on it or preface it with anything. It actually just totally changed the name to a number. So, which seemed pretty random. It wasn't the fifth file I had in there. So, I have no idea what it was doing with the numbers. But apart from that, if you use it as right, you know, like a piece of paper where you've done it on a piece of paper, imagine you've scanned it in, you're not going to be changing that piece of paper. Then that's how to really think about it. Uh, there's lots of shortcut keys. And uh, I'm so impressed with the potential of the app that I actually was prepared to remap some of my system-wide shortcuts. So I'd got um, shortcut keys and with the arrows to um, they were to move windows and things, and I actually remapped all of those so I could use those keys to add new text boxes on it, and it worked brilliantly. Now it's times like that that I appreciate my full keyboard, replete with 15 function keys and a numeric keypad, but that is a whole other story. Now, the application is about £10.79, £10.49 for a standard licence, a little bit cheaper for education, so £8.60-ish, and the licensing is very generous, Uh, much more parity with the the Mac App Store version. There's also a family licence available to install it on multiple Macs. Now, there is... um, uh, Mac App Store version as well. So there's two versions with it. Um, They actually released the thing before the Mac App Store version was available. And the reason that they did that was it was in review forever over a month, which is kind of one of the problems with the Mac App Store versions. If they were to release an update, you know, with the Mac App Store version, you could be waiting a while. Obviously, it's you don't have to manage the licenses and all of that. So There are two versions. Be aware of that. Choose choose wisely. I actually wanted to get my hands on the app straight away because I'd used the beta for about six months. So I went with the one outside the Mac App Store. Now, uh, Scrivener and Scapple are both activated and we all know I hate activated software, but I decided to go with this one. I've not had too much trouble with the activation on Scrivener because I've had Scrivener since forever. So it's not the Mac App Store version. So I went with the one direct from the developer and the first time I came to activate it, it failed. And I thought, oh, here we go. (laughs) you can imagine. But to be honest, it said, you know, activation has failed. It didn't stop the app running. It just carried on and said, "Okay, I can't activate. Not to worry. You you carry on. And I thought, impressive. And then about a day later, two days later, I I ran it again. And it it said, you know, trying to activate. And it said, "Okay, activation successful. So the good thing with the activation is I don't like it anyway. But it's there. And uh, although it failed, it virtually ignored it. It just carried on. So I thought that was handy too. So I shall put a link into the um, application page itself. And there's also a video. Do recommend that that you watch the video if you're interested, because there's some great examples in there and also some sample files of um, what's possible with it. And like I say, it's the closest thing I have ever found to a piece of paper. So uh, I'm sticking with it for that. I, I I have tried mind mapping many, many times and I can mind map w- with the best on a piece of paper, but I've never really, not even on an iPad, taken t- t- to mind mapping electronically. In theory, I think it would be great. And then in practice, I start to try it and I want to pick up a pen. But with Scapple, I haven't. I haven't done at all. I've actually stuck with Scapple. So I'm I'm happier with that because then I can put that in Evernote if I want and synchronise it across machines. Working well. Happy to recommend that one. Bet you've not tried it, have you?
1: I've not tried it. Um, oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer lists, um, but I can see the benefit of it. You're so not a visual person. I'm not are a visual you? person. No, I'm, I'm a written list person. Um, and by the way, no Excel doesn't automatically import OPML files.
0: Huh! Poor. Did you check numbers? No. Will you get on with that? Oh dear. Well, I am visual. I'm very visual. And although what I've done with Scapple is it's pretty much use a lot of text and a lot of formatting on it. I haven't actually taken to adding a lot of um, pictures into it. When I say I'm visual, I like to have lines between sort of words on a piece of paper. And then I, I, I make workflows and that works for me. That, that's the way my head works. But I know that Mike likes lists. So if I ask him for a workflow of something, he gives me a list and, and then it kicks off. But it you know that, don't off. you?
1: Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Thought you were checking numbers you checking numbers um it doesn't actually say in numbers
0: no it wouldn't
1: would it oh good grief yeah because there's no import option
0: oh isn't there no can't you right click and say open with numbers i've got an opml file oh dear me or a potter. never mind
1: mm. okay <laughs> anyway
0: right we'll we'll do some test i will get mike to do some testing for us and he can report back next yes next week where, where's siri next week mm. i got she said it anyway never mind right so onward there is an event this week oh excitement is what there? do you mean is there too, admittedly too new. well i actually missed the announcement but i'm not not prepared to admit that publicly whoops <laughs> yes titled this should brighten everyone's day
1: that'll be a new episode of macbites then
0: and we are having a macbites live to celebrate. So it's Tuesday, the 10th of September, and it is six o'clock UK time, 10 a.m. Pacific time, and our doors will be open 30 minutes before the show. What we did last time, because we got a live stream, which was fantastic, was we had a good old natter before it started. Then I relayed the audio for anybody who um, was at work or in a car and just wanted an audio feed. And uh, we also relayed the video, didn't we? Yeah. Because why would we do that? Why would we do that when it's there? Because the way Apple works, you know what Apple are like, it only works in Safari, stood on one leg on a Mac. So there were people who were marooned at work with IE. So uh, I relayed the video as well. And that worked brilliantly. So it was coming all the way over from the States to South Manchester and being beamed back over to the States. So uh, we'll be doing all of that again. And then when it's over, We have a good old dissection, don't we? Yeah. And people hand me tissues because there's no new eye work and stuff like that. So you wouldn't want to miss it. So that is Tuesday night. Hopefully this show will be getting out on Monday, she said. Hopefully. So you've got all of at least 24 hours notice. Be there. Don't miss it. But that is it for this episode of MacBytes. We would love to hear from you. We always do. So send your questions, comments, queries by email to macbitesuk@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Use the contact form on the website or send us an audio file. We always love audio files. You can also leave a comment on the show notes at macbites.co.uk. And don't forget to keep sending in your Mac Love Bites and give us a shout out on social media. We are all over the place as MacBytes. You can sign up for the newsletter at macbites. Dot co. UK. Nearly went wrong there. Nearly had the teeth, not quite. And on Twitter at twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me personally on Twitter at twitter.com
1: slash Elaine Giles. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. Oh, that break's done, done your teeth a world of good. <laughs> and you can follow me at twitter.com slash macbites
0: So until next time, this has been Elaine and Mike bringing you macbites Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. What no wise crack this week? Shush.
1: This is Serious.
0: As you probably know if you're a regular MacBiter, we're not known for the regularity of the podcast, but those who follow us on social media may have noticed our recent absence on there too. Unfortunately, real life sometimes gets in the way and we're currently having a very tough time here at Macbytes headquarters. My dad is seriously ill. In fact, To be perfectly honest with you, he's been that way for quite a long time and we've been nursing him at home for two and a half years with no help. And after three recent emergency hospital admissions, we now finally have some help nursing him at home. So that's great news. I know many of you have contacted me privately and you'll be aware of this. And some of you have contacted Mike via Twitter DM inquiring after me too. To all of those who have, thank you so much for your concern. It means a lot to all of us here to know that you care enough to inquire. So please bear with us through this difficult time. And thanks again for your concern and understanding and as we always say, we love to hear from you, and we really do. Please don't stop asking. Where's MacBites? It brings a smile to our faces, and it jeezes us up when we hear it. So please keep up the cheerleading.
1: Fear not, MacBiter's. I have ensured that the MacBites dad has taken custody of the tech-enabled ninety for the duration.
0: And if that means nothing to you, check out the old episodes.